Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Robcast. This is episode 339, and this episode is called A Proper Level of Woo. So that's what we're doing here. All we want to do is get really clear on how to have a proper level of woo. I can't even get through that without laughing. Uh, by the way, spots, there are some spots left for the two-day here in Ojai in April. Bring your questions, your stuckness, whatever you're working on, you're jammed up about, and we sit together under these trees and things happen. That's the best way to describe it. And then for those of you East Coast, Europe, etc., who this is a bit of a trek to come all the way to Ojai, um, this summer, I'll be at Rodale Institute at the farm doing um, two days, two weekends of two days, the first two weekends of July. So bring your question, bring your questions. I mean, literally, some people bring like a page of questions, but by the time it's time for them to go, they're down to like, their questions have changed so much, and they're down to like half a question. It's just, even watching people like hold their question is just... Oh, God, it's fascinating. And then uh, my friend Liz and I will be at Omega Institute in New York in June. Um, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, we're doing a workshop on new creation. And we've done a bunch of things over the years, Liz and I. And um, oftentimes we'll start together, and then one of us will go for two or three hours. The other one will go for two or three hours. Then we'll come back at the end. But this one, from the get-go, we were like, let's make this, let's make something together. So she and I have been stewing and brewing and crafting like a whole Friday night, Saturday, Sunday experience. And I just heard there's a couple spots left for that as well. So, you know, that's what we're doing. But now, this episode, we got to talk about woo and what it looks like to have a proper level of woo. And this episode comes from a very real frequent experience that I have had, it's actually a pattern I have noticed. Because starting in COVID, I started doing these sessions, actually just before COVID, these sessions, which are now the morphed into the two days, um, where people bring a question and they sit across, we sit across from each other, and then they ask their question about their life, project, work, next step, etc. And then I start asking them questions and sort of take people through a process and things happen that yeah, I don't even, it's very hard to even talk about it. It's so moving and sort of mysterious and, and very grounded and clarifying. It's But what I've noticed is how many people will uh, almost like sink into a deeper part of themselves because the mind just races. Your mind gets all jammed up. It's, it's already three steps down the road. Um, it's already weighing this anxiety and that fear, and what if this happens, what if that... But when, when we get still, generally with a long exhale, feet planted on the ground, uh, maybe surrounded by some people who are sitting there like with us in that space, in that moment, present for us, um, it's like we can find... Uh, it's like we can get to, to, to the deeper knowing. And what I've noticed is how many people, when they have that experience of clarity, it's almost like they... It's like the mind properly gets integrated into the center of the being. Your mind is a wonderful servant. It's just a terrible master. And you and I, like we come from this world that shaped us, programmed us, conditioned, got us all stuck in the head. And uh, so what will happen is the person gets clarity or they'll describe some recent event that 
upset, disrupted, disoriented them, but it was also like the doorway into a bigger, better, more spacious, expansive room. Perhaps you know exactly what I'm talking about. Something happened, and once you see, you can't unsee. Once you taste, you can't untaste. That experience, there's something about it that you can't quite explain. So it has a very unnerving edge to it, but it's also where the liberation was. Or suddenly the old thing doesn't work anymore, and now you're like, oh, wait, what? there's a disorientation that comes with it, but it's also good because you know you're headed into new, better, more expansive, evolved, whatever you want to say. It's like more you than ever. And what I've noticed is how many people in that moment, they they sink in or they center or they ground in something deeper within them and they start talking from a new place of clarity but generally say something like, God, I know I sound really woo-woo here. <laughs> or, uh, and it also often has an apologetic undertone to it. Like, okay, I'm going to tell you what happened or I'm telling you what I'm experiencing right now but God, it like, I'm, I know I'm just going to sound so woo-woo. Um, and so that's, why I'm doing this episode. For every, for every one of you who, who have had experiences that were real, transformative, grounding, centering, it's like they cracked open a shell to a whole new you. It's like they opened the door to like a, a room you didn't knew, know was possible. But when you talk about how it actually happened earlier you, two, two yous ago, three robs ago, it was like, God, if I had heard myself saying this, I must sound crazy. Or or you imagine friends or partners, colleagues, et cetera, listening to you talk about this, and there's this, um, it's like a fear, vulnerability, slight paranoia. Like, I, I must sound insane, but this is what's happening to me, or this is how I, I know this, but I don't know how I know it in ways that I can explain with any clarity. Sound familiar? A transformative event or clarifying moment that you can't explain but had very real, good, lasting effects. So let's back up here a bit and let's explore this term woo-woo. Let's back it up to woo. There's two woo. I would call it two woo or double woo. That's where we get woo-woo. And I would call that irrational superstition. It's cringy and it's embarrassing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, God, so-and-so is just full woo-woo. And it's often not said with affection because it feels off. It feels, it can feel pre-rational. It can feel uncentered, ungrounded. It can also sometimes what you pick up is that the person actually has great pain that they haven't dealt with. And so it feels like they're bypassing that pain by just talking about love and light and fairies and such. Does that, does that sound familiar? When you're like, oh God, so-and-so just like went full woo-woo, you lost me. It, because it somehow, it didn't feel like it came from the most healed and peaceful place. I'm trying to like, this is all, obviously, it's like an art to even talking about all this. But then there's also, so there's two woo, double woo, woo woo, right? That you're just like, ugh, 
please, you gotta like, what happened to your brain? Like you checked your intellect at the door, like whatever. But then there's also no woo or woo-less. Once again, we're just making up words here, woo-less. And that is the, that is the person who's, that observation of somebody who is so free from anything outside, they are so resistant to anything outside of incredibly narrow parameters of intellect, reason, and rationality that it feels, there's a certain cold distance you pick up, almost like they're standing at a distance, lacking the wonder and awe that you know is the only game that's even interesting to play, right? So there's two woo, double woo, but there's also the no woo, woo-less, hypercritical, suspicious of anything that can't be explained within the most rigid, narrow, dry, cold ways. So what we're looking for is, you and I, we're looking for a proper level of woo. I would call it a trans-rational magic that includes and integrates the mind and intellect while at the same time transcending it. <laughs> yes! How are we doing there? Yes. That's what you and I are actually looking for. You're looking for a transrational, we'll break that down in a second, a transrational magic that includes and integrates the mind and intellect while simultaneously transcending it. Yeah, of course your mind and intellect is fully engaged. You've just come to know that there's way more going on in the human experience than simply what your mind can conceive, conceptualize, and think through in a logical, linear way. God, that's just... God, I'm even word salading myself right there, but you know what I'm saying there, okay? So let's take this apart then, because you don't want to appear crazy, but there are also coincidences, synchronicities, things you know that you don't know how they know, dreams that you sat with that provoked you, that got under your skin, but as you sat with it, as you had another dream, as you sat with that, you began to realize it was saying something. And so you, you watched that and you followed it and turned out that something powerful was happening to you through something like a dream. Money. You had needs. You gave them expression. You asked. You opened your heart. You shifted your understandings around lack, scarcity, abundance, generosity. And then like things worked themselves out Things showed up in the mailbox, checks, things showed up, that, and you can't <laughs> explain that stuff in any way that sounds coherent, and yet it happened. Yeah, or even guidance. You, you were struggling with a sense of what was next, and then somebody said something out of nowhere that was exactly what you needed, or you were looking for direction, and... It was almost like a like a the heart was, had like a desperation or a cry, like I need some help here, and then help showed up, and you're you're at a party and someone says something, you run into a friend and they're like, oh by the way, I was just thinking about you, da da. You're like, how what what kind of universe is this? And if you're listening to the Robcast, I know you have had these experiences where you're like, that was as real as the ground I'm standing on. And yet when I tell that story, I must sound insane, and yet it's 
more real than a lot of things that we all agree are perfectly normal and reasonable. Yes, yes. That's what we mean by a transrational magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so welcome to how it really works and how it actually is. Let's go back for a moment in history because you and I, we come from these traditions, lineages. Uh, all this that we come from is in us at some level, genetically, epigenetically, historically. So, so here's what I mean. Think about, I don't know, 500, 600,000 years ago, a volcano erupts pre scientific revolution. And once again, these examples are incredibly simple just to get us into it, into the experience and feeling of it. Imagine, what, 700, 1,000 years ago, a volcano erupts. What's the dominant explanation among the, the villagers at the base of the volcano? Well, apparently the goddess of the volcano, the god of the volcano, somebody somewhere is angry. Right, right? And there's some story that had to be told. Go back 2,000, 3,000 years. Why was there a flood? Well, somebody, one of the deities was mad and sent some judgment to wipe some people out who obviously offended them. Didn't, they didn't offer the right sacrifices. You have endless examples of human beings trying to explain natural phenomena, weather, storms, disasters, volcanoes, with stories that we now are like, uh, yeah, that's pretty primitive. Uh, like if it rains tomorrow and your friend says, yeah, the goddess is sad. These are her tears. You'd be like, uh, Kyle, you okay there, pal? <laughs> Sharon, yeah, you doing okay? <laughs> uh, right? So you, you have this sense that like, oh, no, no, it, it's raining because of clouds and evaporation and condensation. Like a volcano erupts because of lava and, what, what is it, plate tectonic stuff happening below the surface of the earth. Why? Because well, roughly, what, four or 500 years ago, there was a massive revolution and an explosion of knowledge about how the world works. And human beings, a great portion of human beings, first a few, but then it spread, moved from very earlier pre-rational superstitious, ex superstitious explanations to actual evidence, to experiments, to data, to research, et cetera, et cetera. Once again, we're all just reviewing this, but it can be really, really helpful to remember. You and I are the children of a revolution in thinking that said, wait, this all isn't one giant magical mythical mystery by these gods and goddesses who the earth is their playground, but there are actually very rational, linear explanations for all of this. Now, here's the trick. Here is the trick. Anytime you have, and once again, the personal is always the larger collective, Anytime you move forward into greater expanded awareness, understanding, consciousness, there's always the danger that we will look back at the earlier stage with despair and disdain, like, oh, God, when I used to think that way, and that we won't integrate, meaning we won't include and bring along all the good of that stage with us. This is why often... You'll meet people who are just a wreck internally about their earlier life. It's almost like they're trying to distance themselves from themselves or their earlier histories. 
But the only way to actually be a healthy, whole, integrated human being is when you do have those moments when you burst through, when you step forward, when things open up in a new way, is you you integrate all the earlier yous. Yeah, we love all the earlier us's. Yeah, and you integrate. This is the good I'm bringing along. I'll maybe I'll leave that part behind. But all of it, all of it has been me. This is what it has been to be me. So you can see these earlier, what you would call primitive or uninformed or irrational views about powers and spirits and forces beyond us, in many ways got like blackballed, like, oh, no, 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 we, now we're figuring things out. We don't have to do any of that earlier stuff. Yeah. So in, in many ways, you and I are the children of a whole worldview that was suspicious of anything that didn't have a clear explanation. Yeah, the conditioning was around the dominance and control of the world and the events of our lives. Yeah, you analyze them, you put them under a microscope so that you can control them so that you aren't at the mercy or whim of forces and flow larger than yourself. So you can see this sort of jumbled, uh, like, well, you tension that often exists in humans. Oh, here's, here's what it is. It's the business person, right? It's that business person that you know, that hyper-rational, like, logical business person who's like, I'm just about the facts. But then they talk about the market. Here's what the market's doing, trying to predict what the market's going to do. Well, the market really gave us a rough day today. And when they talk about the market, it kind of sounds like a suspicious god or goddess that they are at the mercy of. Oh, the market this past year has been terrible. And when you ask them what the market is, well, you know, it's the market. So this is somebody who is very outspoken about how they have left behind ancient, primeval, primitive religions and ways of superstitious ways of thinking. But then they talk very superstitiously about these forces that they are in many ways at the mercy of, no matter how much control and knowledge and analytics and data they have about it. Sound familiar? It's like a tension at the heart of the modern self. I just said that sentence in an episode called A Proper Level of Woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's part of the art now, is to live with your mind fully engaged. We have the data. We have analysis. Yeah, we can rationally think through things while also remaining open to all the forces and flows and, yeah, you can use words like spirit, love, that interrupts and disrupts and breaks the patterns and is unpredictable. This person shows up in your life and has a gift to give, has something to say, and, you're, and it like is exactly what you needed and the timing of it. Or there was some situation where you said no. You're like, mm -mm -mm. I know that, I know. And other friends are like, what are you thinking? And you're like, I just, mm -mm, I'll pass. And then later, you realize like some part of you knew, yeah, knew not to do that. In spite of the evidence, in spite of the data, in spite of the people around you going, yeah, that's a great idea, you should take it. And you're like, mm -mm -mm. something within you had, a, there was a no somewhere in there. And they're like, how, how does that work? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is what... We're open. We're open. Call it magic. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I've noticed 
again and again. It happened uh, last week with two days here in Ojai, sitting across from person after person, is this need to control, this need to dominate. Is it dominate? That's, not, that's one of the words. To stand over our lives in mastery. It works until it doesn't. And what I've seen again and again and again is how many people played it out. You did. You played it out. You went and got the education. You got the internship. You got the job. You got the house. You got the car. You got the thing. You got the thing. You did the thing. You climbed the ladder. All the cliches. You are the meme of yourself. You know, that sound familiar? And, you play, and then you hit some sort of wall. You fell off a cliff. Insert image here of, it's like you played it out. It's like you came to the end of that, and something about that particular pain, it cracked you open because we come to the end of ourselves. Yeah, We experience our own powerlessness. We threw all our effort at this thing, and a year in, 17 years in, 37 years in, something about playing that out doesn't work anymore, and we became in that pain. We either become bitter and closed and cut off and we stand at a distance from ourselves or we let that pain crack us open. We let that pain crack us open and we become aware of forces and flow and power and spirit and love and imagination and creational energies way, way beyond ourselves. And that lovely mind, all those hamsters, pedaling as fast as they can is trying to figure out what's happening because it was like, I ran the show here. We had a three-point plan. We were sticking to it, right? It doesn't, but something about your deeper self is like, thank you, mind. Appreciate the help. I got it from here. Yeah. Yeah. Something about the deeper self. You took that job that made no sense. You moved to that town. You rearranged your life that, and people aren't you like, what, huh? What? And it worked. You did actually find a joy, a peace, something real and sustainable. And you're like, how did I even know to make those moves? Or right now, something's there's some itch. Yeah, there's some like pulse. There's some impulse. There's something that you're like, I, th I think that's where the next step is. I think that's where the new life is. And that, that wonderful mind, that little monkey brain is just going crazy because it's like, this isn't, wait, this isn't on the agenda. Where's the, <laughs> where's the owner's manual for this move? Where, what, how are we going to explain it? And yet something within you is like, yeah, I think this is the way we go. It feels like this is, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When that's happening, yeah, transrational magic. Mind is fully engaged. It just acknowledges something else has happened. That's what we mean by a proper level of woo. Of course, things will start happening when you've been cracked open like that, that you can't, ex of course you'll have stories that when you tell them, you'd be like, I, I must sound like a nut job, but, and <laughs> something about it also, you'll notice you tell the story and it moves people. Yeah, 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 because it speaks to something deep within us. We know this place, this experience, this incarnation, this appearance here on earth at this time. We know that something about us is as wide and infinite as the universe. We know this. There's a deep knowing there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially all the people. Well, just think of all the people you know who are successful, who played the game and are actually miserable. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. They're like, no, I stuck to the thing. I, I, I did it how you're supposed to do it. And now 
they're like weirdly cut off from the thing that is the thing. Our bodies know things. Yeah, our bodies know things. And we don't know how we know this. We just know this. Some of you have had health issues. Oh God, the number of people I've met who have had serious, like, like even like serious cancer diagnoses. They went to every expert, they tried everything. And they're like, you have three months to live. The number of people I've met who had those sort of like, probably six months, like experts, the best and the best, they went all over the world and got like, no, you're gonna probably die in three to four months. And something within them was like, try this modality, this approach, this diet, try carrots and celery. And the number of people I've met who got all of the best work and consultation from all of the best medical minds and a little help here, a little help there, but still it was like life was literally in the balance. And then they tried something way outside the conventional and it worked. Yeah. 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 Other times, yeah, obviously it doesn't. Yeah, there's something deeply heartbreaking and mysterious and expansive and wide and inexplicable about this experience that we're having. Yeah, there's something about love that is the foundation of the whole thing, that infinite spirit manifests in space and time, material space and time. You, you have experiences where you, you, uh, you taste this, you feel it, you're like enveloped in it. Experiences in nature, experiences with friends, strangers, travel, altered states of consciousness, you, consciousness, music. You you have experiences where you are overwhelmed and inundated with a love that just it just right in your face. It insists that it's actually what the whole thing is made of. Yeah, and it doesn't ignore the pain and the heartbreak and the betrayal and all the ways we get knocked around, it, it wraps its arms around even that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A pro, we're looking for a proper level of woo. Yeah, yeah. How we transcend our pain and heartbreak will always be a deeply and mysterious thing. Yeah, yeah how we transcend our pain, it will always involve the known and the unknown. It will always involve that which you can explain and that which you can't. I died, and somehow I received a new birth. Something, I played something out, and it wrecked me, and on the other side, I found myself in a whole new way. That's why we shift to images and metaphors and pictures and why often, obviously, art and music and such work really well. But also, our scientist friends are often have the most proper, the most wonder and awe, like have a proper level of woo. Yeah, yeah, because they took all the data and research and followed it, and we're like, actually, the world's like super interesting. <laughs> yeah, the poet and the scientist meet. They meet at the same pub at the end of the street if they're both doing their job. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Vibes and science. Yeah, we have the report, and we showed up at the place, and the vibes were off. Something about it. We're like, mm-mm, yeah. We, we were thinking about partnering up with that person to do something, but something in the meeting, we were like, mm-mm, mm-mm. 
something says no, something says no. This wonderful opportunity came along, whatever that was, money, travel, opportunity, new job, and something within you went, nope, nope. But, but the mind was like, oh, this is pretty good. Oh, look at this. Oh, yeah, this will work. Oh, yeah. That, but something within you was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, get, no, get away from this. Do not do this. I, yeah, 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 yeah. The vibe, and the best you can come up with was, I uh, didn't feel right, didn't resonate. The vibes were off. You, you literally sound yourself like, like you sound a little off, and yet you're actually on. You're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I just know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, proper level of woo. Uh, oh, here's another one for proper level of woo. Ask for things. Yeah, proper level of woo. Ask for things. Trust that the universe is a place of great abundance. And it is a generative universe that just keeps making more. Ask for things. Try this. Literally try this. What do you need? Ask for it. Ask for it. Whoever you got to ask. I don't know. Whoever you, however you name that, however you think about that, ask for it. Literally, say it out loud in your garage. I, I don't know how you do, do that. Source, spirit, gods, goddesses, a god, the god, the great infinite beyond, the trees, the mountain, the river. Right, just, na- just whoever, whatever. Ask and watch what happens. Watch. What, assume that wonder and awe are the most natural states of being. That the cynicism and the coldness and the all that are actually when something's off, not because there's some... Yeah, assume that wonder and awe are natural states of... Watch what happens. Watch what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a proper level of woo right there. Yeah. Or how? Or, or here's one. Begin with the assumption that the whole thing is alive. That creation is not a cold, dead, inert place, but that it's alive and that it's always talking to you. Begin with the assumption that your life itself is talking to you. It's communicating to you. It's showing things. It's pointing things out. Yeah, just start with that. Start with that. The whole thing is alive and it's for you. Yeah, yeah. That, of course, instantly moves us beyond sort of childish ideas about, well, then I shouldn't have any suffering. No, no, that's, all, that's where all the juice is anyway. Yeah, the conflict, the tension, the drama. That's what shapes us and makes it all interesting anyway. Yeah, so we have to move beyond those sort of childish ideas. But then why do bad things happen? Yeah, why? Because. Yeah, because. That's why. <laughs> you gotta, you got to move. As, as one of uh, my son Trace always says, I was a sophomore once. That's what he says about all that. Like, yeah, I had yeah, questions. Like, why and how come? That's fine. Great. you got to work through that. Fine. But then let's move to the actual. Move out of the mind into the body. Begin with the assumption that the whole thing is alive. That it's for you. And then notice what starts to happen. Yeah. Yeah, notice what starts to happen. Yeah, that's a proper level of woo right there. You'll have stories. That's what happens. And you'll you'll laugh when that person shows up. You'll laugh when the money is there. You'll laugh like when the the next step shows up. And it's so simple. You literally, the number of people I've sat across since what was it, the fall of 2019 and done this um give me your question. Uh, what is the nature of the stuckness? And then they tell the question, and I start asking the questions. I hold up a mirror. I make observations about what they're saying, and and things happen. The number of people who, when they got clarity, I've watched them get clarity right in front of me. Like, oh, the number of people who've been like, 
<laughs> who've literally said, but I could do that. <laughs> when they got crystal clear on what the next step is for them in their life, how many people had an instinctive pushback? Like, isn't life supposed to be more difficult? <laughs> and I often respond, isn't that wonderful that you being you is actually something you could do? Because <laughs> they can't figure out how it happened. It's like this deep suspicion. It has to be more complicated. It has to be. No, sometimes it's actually very, very clear and actually it's quite elegant in its simplicity. Yeah, yeah. Assume that it's alive and it's for us and then watch and observe and notice the patterns and notice what happens. Yeah, it's a, a wide open generative expanding universe. Yeah, and to live in it properly, oh yeah, you gotta have a proper level of woo. Peace. And love, my friends. This has been episode 339.